Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is August 3rd, 2023. Today I have two song recommendations for you. The first song is Broken Things by Matthew West. And the second song is Purified by Michael W. Smith. Originally, I only had the one song recommendation, which was going to be Purified. But if you follow me and have listened to my most recent messages, I've talked about how we have a Bible study group that meets once a week. And prior to each, prior to reading scripture and studying scripture, somebody recommends a couple of songs and we sing and worship the Lord before we get started. So today's picks, one of the songs is Broken Things by Matthew West. And I thought, oh, that would be a perfect song for today's message because God uses broken things to accomplish a good work in, in his kingdom. He seldom uses people that aren't broken. Now, there is one famous story in the Old Testament, the book of Job, where he did use somebody that had it all. He didn't have any, he wasn't a broken man. He had wealth, health, children. He had everything he could ever want in the world. And I think I will touch on that first before I get started in the book of John which leads me into the scriptures that are going to be read today. John chapter 17, verses 17 through 19. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 2, 13 through 16. And then we will end in chapter 5 of 1 Peter chapter, or excuse me, verses 6 through 11. Today's message is titled, But You Were Sanctified. Now I picked the song Purified because, oh, through that song it's so beautiful. It says, by you I'm purified. We have to go through the refiner's fire. Sanctification is, he sets us apart from people. To be a holy people a holy race and the sanctification process is just something that we need to go through we all need to go through the sanctification process and the purification process and oftentimes it comes through at least in my case I have, I am more, I, I can more so say now that I am sanctified and purified. Whereas before in my, in my, in my walk, my, the beginning of my walk, I had to let God work on me and it, it's a process. And so I think that we just all need to just talk about it more often with each other. And so this, the focus of today's message is about the um, sanctification. 
if we look at the book of Job, oftentimes we can think, oh, Satan asked if he could mess with Job. And he didn't. God asked Satan, well, he asked him, where have you been? And we, we know that because of this story that Satan walks on the earth to and fro, basically to see who he can devour, who, who he can bump off of their faith through trials and tribulations. It's, it's basically weeding, <laughs> weeding people out. Who is the true believer? Who isn't? And although there are many people that can say, oh, I am a true believer. And then you hear, oh, but that person used to believe, but then this, this, and that happened. And now, you know, they're not believers anymore because, well, they were believing in a God to let them go through all this stuff. But we have to consider, guys, that this is not our home. This is not our home. Our, our residence, our true home, is heaven-bound with, with God, with the Almighty God. And so what we go through here on earth, our eyes have to be fixed on Him. That's how we can get through things. That's how we can keep our joy. We, so if we're wallowing in, oh, this is all happening to me, if we've taken our eyes off of our purpose. I know that the loved ones I've lost, like Job lost loved ones, right? The loved ones I've lost, thank God, I know where they're at. They were believers. So oftentimes somebody will say, gosh, so-and-so went through so much and they were such a, such a believer, so loyal to God. But don't feel sorry for that person. If that was their history before God took them, they're in heaven. God didn't assign them into darkness, into nowhere land. No. They got to go to heaven. So in Job's story, Satan doesn't ask God if he can go and mess with Job. God asks Satan, in, in his own words, have you considered my servant Job? And here is Job's resume. This is a key statement from God Almighty. He says, Have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one like him on the earth. No one, uh, I'm not going to, I'm going to pause here and, and, and just speak a little bit. He couldn't find anyone else. He says no one else was found on, in, at that time on the earth. There is no one like him on the earth. A blameless, this is on his resume, he's blameless, he's upright, he's God-fearing, and he turns away from evil. He's the only one on the earth that, is, that God could find that had these qualifications. So God knew that Job would be able to withstand losing it all. He wouldn't understand it. 
but he would be able to withstand it. Even his wife, Job's wife, said, why don't you just curse God already? Are you still, are you still holding, holding to your integrity, to your God, when all this has happened? I'm adding a little bit there of what she was probably thinking, but she asked him, you know, it's, it's are you going to, let's see, she says, then in verse 9 in chapter 2, then his wife said to him, do you still hold fast your integrity? Curse God and die. But he said to her, you speak as one, you speak as one of the foolish women. Shall we indeed accept good from God and not accept adversity? This is Job's response to his wife. In all this, in all this story, Job did not sin with his lips. In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. He went through all of it as a testimonial so that we could read all this time later about Job's story, what had happened to him, what God had allowed, because he knew he was going to be the only one found on earth that would be able to handle that so other people could understand later on that Job wasn't picked on just to be picked on, but it was so that we could see God's goodness. So that we could see that no matter what we go through, as long as we don't curse God, we will get blessed beyond measure afterwards. Blessed, blessed beyond measure, and not only that, we have to go through this to be sanctified, to put, be put aside. We can't be put aside in our sin, with our sin, excuse me. We can't be a separated, sanctified people and still be sinning, <laughs> although Again, nobody ever gets it right, but I hope that you follow what I'm saying. Let's get started in John. The book of Job is really a good, a very good example of, of what a person can go through. I don't know very many people. In fact, I don't know any that have lost. Actually, I do know one person that she lost her marriage he uh got custody of the kids and then she got then she lost her job Th this did happen to somebody that i knew and she's still going through a lot of troubles so this all happens and she's so far she's she's remained in her faith that's that's the bottom line we've got to remain in our faith I hope that I don't fumble my words too much, guys. I know I did in the last message. I was tired, but I wanted to deliver that message. And I'm glad that I, I just said, I flawed and all, I'm going to just keep pressing on. So, Book of John, 
chapter 17, verses 17 through 19. And this can kind of explain a little bit more. Uh, well, God explains it the best, right? Okay. Beginning at 17. Sanctify them. This is Jesus speaking. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. For their sakes I sanctify myself, that they themselves also may be sanctified in truth. Pause. So Jesus, the, the word of God is the truth. And we have to hold fast to, to the word of God, which is the truth. God is not a liar. What we read in the Holy Bible is truth. And from the truth, because we know that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, we, and we also know that the truth will set us free. Sanctification, in part, is reading about the Word of God, what God, how God shows us how to live, shows us how to be, how ought He to find us. The Word of God, we can be sanctified through reading the Word of God, and the work of the Holy Spirit, it's through the work of the Holy Spirit that we can be sanctified. He is the only one that can do this. But part of the sanctification process is knowing what God says in the Word. They are not of the world. Earlier, I touched on that. Guys, this is not our residence. We are not of this world. We are aliens here. We are living in this world to teach and preach Jesus Christ, the Great Commission. Even as I am not of the world, Jesus says, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. For their sakes, I sanctify myself. Set apart. We are set apart as a holy people. God is holy, so we must become holy too. He says that they themselves also, key word, may be sanctified in truth. Never, Jesus never says all. It's always maybe, maybe you will. It, there, it, it's, it's, he says that a lot, maybe. But the, they themselves also may be, not will be, may be sanctified in truth. In 1 John chapter 1, he explains the Word of God. 
and who is the word of God? Who, who is the word of God? In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was with in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God in the beginning Jesus was with God in the beginning all things came into being because of Jesus Christ he is the word of God guys became flesh it's Jesus Christ Jesus Christ his spirit is in us and is sanctifying us setting us apart into being a holy race so we are not of this world turn to hope I don't run out of time here first Corinthians chapter 6 verse 11 and I read part of this in the last message because the last message was part of this verse which is but you were washed I want to say that it begins now God sorry such were some of you he starts out by saying such were some of you but you were sanctified but you were sanctified you were set apart what an honor for you and I to be sanctified by the word of God the word of God became flesh Jesus Christ and his spirit lives in us sanctifying us purifying us yes some of that includes our trials and tribulations making us pure because we have to be pure as we are separated we are here's the world he plucks us out and puts us in a whole nother category in his holy race. Turn to Hebrews chapter 2 verses 10 and 11 says this. Ten and eleven. If I can find my marker. For it was fitting for him, for whom are all things, and through whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to perfect the author of their salvation through sufferings. For both he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified are all from one father for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren god is perfecting our lives he is the author of our lives he is perfecting us so we have salvation and he does this through sufferings for both he who sanctifies the Holy Spirit and those who are sanctified we all we have the same father and our father is not the father of lies our father is the God of ages who is sanctifying us and yes through sufferings and the reason I wanted to incorporate Job's story is because he is the ultimate story found in the Bible of 
the most horrific suffering. But God knew that he was the only one that could handle it. And nowadays, we want God to say, I've chosen you, 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 and you, and you, and you, and you, because you guys can handle it. You guys are my people, and no matter what comes your way, you will stand with me. You will not curse me. He is telling us we are the people that have it on our resumes, <laughs> the same qualifications that Job had, which blameless, upright, God-fearing, and we turn away from evil. If that's you, I know it's me, sufferings I can handle, not being able to go with God when my life is over here that I don't want to ever handle. That, to me, is something that I never want to go through. Like it says in Hebrews, as, you, as we just read, we will go through suffering. So let's, let's go over to 1 Peter really quick. We're going to read verses uh, from chapter 1, verse 2, and then we'll, we will read verses 13 through 16 together. So chapter 2 says this, According to the foreknowledge of God the Father, by the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to obey Jesus Christ and be sprinkled with his blood, may grace and peace be yours in the fullest measure. According to the foreknowledge of God the Father, by the sanctifying work of the Spirit, the Spirit belongs to Jesus Christ, and we are to obey Jesus Christ and be sprinkled with his blood. We are being sanctified. We are being made holy. We are we are being we are being put us put in a whole other category, a holy people. Thirteen through sixteen says this. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior, because it is written, You shall be holy, for I am am holy pause oh my goodness so much there right we have to prepare our minds for action he's sanctifying us he's purifying us and yes we've got to go through sufferings and tribulations and testing because he wants us to be solid we don't want to be considered one of those like job's wife told him curse god just forget about him He's letting you go through all this. No, guys, because this isn't it. This life is where our, our eternity is. We can't focus on what, was, what is going on right now. We have to prepare our minds for action. 
that no matter what we're going through, I'm going through a lot, but no matter what I'm going through, I'm preparing my mind for action. Why? Because my hope is completely in the grace that is going to be brought to me at the revelation of Jesus Christ when I am standing there in awe of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and say, oh my gosh, no matter what came my way, I never took my eyes off of you. I never lost my joy. I stayed in the fight for this very moment. Why would anybody in their right mind want to curse our God? He's only preparing us for when he comes back or when it's our turn to pass away. He's preparing us. He doesn't want to lose any of us. I, we all need to be strengthened. We all need to be strengthened. We need to prepare our minds for action. We've got to work with the people that think that they are not worthy, that they've done so much wrong, that they can't have salvation, that they can't be sanctified, that they can't be holy because, oh, they've done so much wrong. That's the father of lies. We need to go out and tell people, yes, you, if you made all those mistakes, so what? Fix it now. Repent. You can be made holy. But remember, guys, to keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely in the grace to be brought to you, the revelation of Jesus Christ, where, again, you're standing there and going, Oh, Lord, no matter what came my way, this is the moment. I get to go home and be with you, to live with you for all eternity. He says, as obedient children. Maybe you weren't obedient. We were all disobedient at one point or another. But now we want to be obedient to God. And not mock God and think, oh, I just need five minutes to get right with you. I mean, that is not being... That is not being obedient children. Do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves as be holy yourselves also in all your behaviors. Doesn't say some. All your behaviors be holy, because it is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. We are being sanctified, being set aside for a purpose, for a calling. And in order for us to have this, this, this uh, sanctification and being set aside, we can't be set aside in our sins. That's why he says in here, be obedient children. Stop the former lusts that you were, we were involved in. You can't be in the world and then also be in the holy world, in the holy nation, being disobedient. We, we've got to be clear on, on when God finds us at the revelation of Jesus Christ when he comes back. We've got to be ready. We've got to be ready. Okay, so now we're going to chapter 5, verses 6 through 11. I'll read those really quick because I am running out of time. So 6 through 11 says, there, that says this, Therefore, 
Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be a sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. But resist him. Firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfectly confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be dominion forever and ever. Amen. Don't let the adversary, the devil, shake your faith. Fix your eyes on Jesus. We, we can all be going through it. More and more, I hear so many stories. Oh, I'm going through it. Oh, I'm going through it. Oh, so-and-so, my loved one's going through it. We're, we're all going through it, I think, because we are on the 11th hour. We've got to... Sorry for all the shuffling. of I'm putting my stuff away. We've got to be ready. Many times Jesus says, be ready, be ready, be ready. Be ready. If you're going through it, I'm really sorry. Tough times. People losing loved ones. I've lost a loved one a year ago. People, more and more people getting cancer diagnoses. I, I mean, just a lot of things happening. But fix your eyes on Jesus. If you're running out of hope, if you're running out of patience, if you're at your wit's end, remember the blessing in Job's story at the end of his story. That, that piece of history was recorded for our, our benefit. So our hope wouldn't run out. Our hope is in the Lord, first and foremost. It can't be in people. Yes, he puts us in families, in loving families, some maybe not so. But, he, but ultimately, it's a relationship between you and God, between me and God. It's not a relationship between me, my spouse, and God. Yes, I welcome as being the third person in our life. He is first. But, and I'm just using this as an example. My children have to have their relation, personal relationship with the, with the Lord. My husband has to have his personal relationship with the Lord. I have to have my personal relationship with the Lord. You have to have your personal relationship with the Lord. Ultimately, it's where do we go from here? 
even through our suffering, I've mentioned, even through my suffering, I was still reaching out to people, speaking Jesus, speaking life into those. Through, through my circumstance, in my circumstance, I was speaking Jesus to people. That's when I feel, sometimes I can feel like I've got so much going on. But all that just becomes just worthwhile when I can, at the end of the day, say, oh, I spoke to so-and-so so about God. It helps me to feel like I am, that God's not, he's, he's performing, he's doing everything in my life for a reason. So I can reach out to people. It's not been wasted on me. I can say, you know what? I've talked to people about God today. And it's important to me that I never lose God's blessing. That I never lose God's blessing through the storm. That I always keep my eyes fixed on Him. He is strengthening, strengthening us. He is causing us to stand firm in our salvation so we don't get knocked off, so we our story doesn't end. Well, I couldn't handle it, and I left God. We don't want that to have be our ending. And we don't want that ending to be on anybody else, do we? I mean, that's the, that's the Great Commission, to get out there and speak life, speak Jesus into people. All the glory to God. I hope I haven't fumbled my words for his sake. I give him all the glory. Much love to all. Until next time, bye.